Hello there once again, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another another episode once again of Boxing News Today. We're going to start off today's stories courtesy of our friends from across the pond at Boxing247.com with a bit of news uh, out of uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Undefeated uh, light heavyweight prospect Edat Mekapanam, who's 6-0, five knockouts, is battling back from both retina and shoulder surgeries that sidelined him for 16 months before his successful return this past March. The 27-year-old faces Scott Bombs Scott uh, this upcoming Friday or Saturday on May 7th. Uh, Hometown Royalty is the name of that card, presented by Granite Chin Promotions in association with Capiola, sorry, Capiola Boxing Promotions and Shearns Boxing Promotions at the Bridgewater Veterans Club in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Raised in Brockton, known as the City of Champions, Mark Panam has had an abbreviated amateur career, although he was a heavyweight winner in the 2017 Rocky Marciano Tournament, as well as a runner-up a year later in the prestigious New England Golden Gloves Championships. Mac Panam had back-to-back surgeries, starting with a torn ligament in his shoulder, followed by surgery to repair his retina in his right eye. Ooh, that's a bit tough. I, he said, I didn't have much of an amateur career, and I've been learning on the job as a pro. He explained all this uh, to Boxing247.com. I learned in the gym, sparring with some of the top fighters in New England, like Peter Manfredo Jr. and Mark DeLuca. In my mind, I wanted to continue fighting. I kept working hard in the gym while recovering. Some doctors said I shouldn't fight again, so I upped my intensity in the gym. And when I was examined again, the doctor said my eye was a lot better and I was cleared to fight. I had a tough training camp before my last fight, the first after my surgeries, and I wasn't even thinking about my eye during that fight. McManam looked relatively sharp in his March 19th comeback fight stopping pro debut fighter Igor Pizzio in the third round of their fight in Derry, New Hampshire. Now, Idat is on a mission to make up for lost time. I'll bet he is. He said, I've been working on my jab and some other things. My goal is to fight on bigger stages, which is one of the reasons I signed with Granite Chin promoter Chris Trillietti. Well, I respect Scott Lambert, he says, but I'm on a whole different level in New England boxing. And I'm going to prove it in this fight. I know Chris is going to get me the opportunity to fight on bigger stages. Good for him. There are uh, a whack of uh, fights going on on that uh, particular card that I said called Hometown Royalty. As I said, this Saturday night, May 7th, I'm just uh, throw a few by you. Uh, Michael Han Jr. going toe-to-toe against Jose Abul, uh, former New England welterweight champ, Mike Badman O'Han Jr., who's 14-1, and one, eight knockouts, fighting out of Holbrook, Massachusetts, Headlines hometown loyalty in the eight-round main event against Argentinian opponent Jose El Chino Abuel, who's eight and nine with seven knockouts. Quincy Massachusetts lightweight fighter Ryan the Polish Prince Kilsweski, who's 30 and six with 11 knockouts, a 2008 National Golden Glove silver medalist and two times New England Golden Gloves champ, 
faces another Argentinian, Mario Lozano, who's 18-5 and one with nine knockouts in the eight-round co-featured event. Brockton welterweight prospect David Ribeiro makes his pro debut in a four-rounder against Joshua Zimmerman, who's 0-8. Ribeiro was a celebrated amateur, having won gold medals at the 2020 New England Gold Glove uh, Tournament, 2019 King of the Ring, and regional Mike Tyson Tournament. Falls, with, Falls River, Massachusetts welterweight Damon Towns, who's 4-0 with three knockouts, meets Robert Bricks, who's 0-9 in a four-round bout as well. So some, some good fighting going on this Saturday night down in Massachusetts, and we look forward to seeing those results. Elsewhere, moving across the continent to California, we see that Sergei Kovalev is going up against Tervel Pulev. And that's going to be held at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California, uh, on the 14th of May. Sergei, the crusher Kovalev, 34-4 with 29 knockouts, now living in Long Beach, California, will fight Turval Pulev in his cruiserweight debut on Saturday night, May 14th, at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California. Sergey is being trained by Buddy McGirt and his strength and conditioning coach is Teddy Cruz. They are the duo that reinvented Arturo Gatti, by the way. Buddy was a real smart boxer and a real smart trainer and coach. Sometimes a good boxer can't be a good coach, and sometimes a coach wasn't a good boxer, but Buddy has it both ways good boxer, and good coach. He does what he does need to do to get me prepared and prepared for the best fight. Buddy gives me tactics and sound techniques and strategy. Together, we're working towards another world title, this time in the cruiserweight division and becoming champion for the fourth time. For this eight-week training camp, Sergey is staying in a hotel in close to the park where he runs. And his boxing gym, he says, is just 20 minutes away from Van Nuys. The most difficult part of my career right now is being away from my family, said Kovalev. Ten years ago, it was just me. Now I have a wife and two kids. To be away from them for two months is tough. Kovalev hits the boxing gym at 5 p.m. daily, spars three times a week, and is off on Sunday. An evening sparring would last about one and a half hours and go as such. Jump rope, four rounds. Shadow box, four rounds. Spar, seven rounds. And then some neck exercises. Oh, I've never actually seen that in a press, uh, press quote before. Anyway, a non-sparing, a non-sparring evening workout would be technical training and some uh, game plan. The crusher arrives at the fitness gym early morning every day, except for Sunday, with strength and conditioning coach extraordinary Terry Cruz. They do a workout depending on how much boxing, what workout he does the evening prior. Kind of makes sense. Spreading it out. Good stuff. Let's move along to Dedham. That's in Massachusetts. And this is, again, uh, another independent promoter. Uh, and we've, we've mentioned these fellows before. They put on fights down at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham, Massachusetts. And this one's going to take place on the 14th of May. Promising prospects, Michael Fontanez and Anthony Cafalo will be making their professional debuts May 14th at Mayhem at Mosley's, presented by Vertex Promotions, Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. Fontanez has uh, fought at the national level as an amateur, while Cephalo experienced a more modest amateur career. The 26-year-old Fontanez, fighting out of Nashua, New Hampshire, is a two-time New England Golden Gloves champion who has been nationally ranked in the top 10 for several years. My pro debut has been a long time coming, Fontanez says. This is a perfect time for me. I've been ready for two years, but I needed more experience. I was chasing a national title before I was going pro. 
I was supposed to fight last December at the USA uh, Boxing National Championships, but I got COVID. Uh, I took that as a sign uh, to go pro. Everything is good. No more waiting. Fontanez drives 45 minutes to an hour to training with Alex Rivera in Somerville, Massachusetts. The travel is simply part of the process for Fontanez. He says, I need to train with the best to be the best, and that's with Alex. I was at training camp sparring with Rashidi Ellis, who's 23-0, will rate it as a welterweight, and training with Alex was my next step. I bonded with Alex. I know where I'm at. I know I'm getting great work. He's a coach who works with us and drinks purple juice. What the heck? Okay. Moving along. Um, Mr. Cafalo said, um, I've been at this a long time, working hard in the gym and giving good sparring. Uh, I, do, I did take a hiatus from boxing during COVID. I'll keep my head in this pro, I'll keep my head in this pro debut. I'll be fueled by the crowd. My coach will be keeping me together. I'll be excited, a little nervous. I just need to do what I've been working on in the gym. Anticipation of my pro debut is going the way as planned. The fellow is matched up against a super lightweight Brandon Grimmett, by the way, uh, who's out of North Carolina. The headline is undefeated James, the slim looper Perella, who's 10-0, seven knockouts, fighting out of Mansfield, Massachusetts, against Argentinian challenger Rogue Augustine Ajunko, 10-10-1. In the eight-round main event, a decorated amateur boxer, Perella, was four-time USA New England champ and four-time New England Golden Gloves champ. Boston's enthusiastic Irish boxing fans will once again be supporting Galway light heavyweight Tommy the Kid O'Toole. 3-0 with two knockouts in the six-round co-featured event versus Mexican Joshua Abando, who's 20-33-2, 15 knockouts. O'Toole was the 2019 Irish elite champion gold medalist. The grandson of marvelous Marvin Hagler, James Hagler Jr., is on this bill. Two and one. One with one now, okay, will make his Massachusetts debut in a four round super middleweight bout against Brazilian Ayator Mangavite Senra in his pro debut. Also, fighting on the undercard is uh, in the six round bout is Dorchester, Massachusetts featherweight Troy Anderson Jr., who's 4 0 and a 2016 Rocky Marciano tournament champ, versus Michael Gaxiola, who's uh, fighting on Southbridge, Massachusetts. Super featherweight Alex Rivera, who's 3-0, versus William Parra-Smith, 3-10, with one draw. And South Boston welterweight Joe Farina, 7-1, with four knockouts, going up against Raheem Johnson. There we go. A big fight coming up at uh, uh, Mosley uh, on the Charles in Dedham, uh, Massachusetts. Dedham. Dedham, 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 Massachusetts. Moving along. At the Youngling Center in Tampa, Florida. We've mentioned this before, but now they've uh, provided us with an update. Big fight going on uh, among YouTubers and celebrities of that sort on May 14th. The, let's quote this as it, as it reads. The highly anticipated Creator Clash boxing event taking place May 14th at the Youngling Center in Tampa, Florida just added two additional professional boxing bouts. Radivoje Hot Rod Kalajugzik, who's 26 and 2 with 18 knockouts, and Ernest Amuzu, who's 26 and 6 with 22 knockouts, will square off in a 10-round light heavyweight contest, as well as Fabian Lopez, who's 5 and 0 with three knockouts, going toe-toe against Rafina Lewis, who's 1 and 1 with one knockout. 
uh, in a six-round super middleweight clash. Try that name again. Kalajitic versus Amuzo and Lopez versus Lewis. will stream live on iDubbbz uh, YouTube channel, which has an astounding 7.76 million subscribers. The bouts will go live at 5 p.m. Eastern time uh, as a special treat for fans before the Creative Clash pay-per-view fight starts at 6 p.m. Whatever the heck that means. This is a great opportunity for these professional fighters to showcase their skills to a broader audience, said promoter iDubbbz, who will be fighting Dr. Mike in the main event. We want to show support to the pro boxing community by, by giving Kaladjik Amuzu, Lopez, and Lewis a platform to get our fans pumped up for the pay-per-view fights. I believe these guys are going to be set are going to set the tone for a great night of boxing, and I'm happy that my subscribers will be watching these guys go to war. The entire 12 bout card will be sanctioned by the Florida State Athletic Commission, with all net profits going to charity. In total, the creators fighting at the event have altogether over 22 billion lifetime views and over 131 million followers. Woo! Tickets for the event, which is produced by iDubs in collaboration with co-creator Mike Gallinardi and Real Good Touring, are on sale now and can be purchased at the Creative Clash website. I'm sure if you Googled, as I did, Creative Clash, uh, you'll, you'll find them pretty quickly. Moving along, it's good to see that uh, the Detroit Brawl is uh, continuing, and on May 26th, they're going to feature Otto Wall, who's going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Rydell Booker. At the Lincoln Ballroom of the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, on the 26th of May, a 10-round heavyweight main event has been added to Salida Promotions' special Memorial Day week and kickoff Detroit Brawl event. As WBC number 11 rated heavyweight Otto Wallen, 23-1 and with 14 knockouts uh, out of Sweden, will face Detroit's own Rydell Booker. Uh, on Thursday, May 26, as I said, in the Lincoln Ballroom with the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan. Someone needs to rebrand that name. Uh, tickets are on sale. Uh, and uh, let's move along to... Oh, there's also some VIP tickets if you have a bit of cash. An athletic southpaw, heavyweight, who does everything well. Wallen hails from Sundsvall, Sweden. The 31-year-old Wallen made the world stage and captured headlines in 2019 when he waged a thrilling war with lineal uh, world heavyweight champ Tyson Fury and came extremely close to scoring a monumental stoppage upset. Then unknown and a 10-to-1 underdog, Wallen took the fight to Fury early and cut the superstar Englishman for 47 stitches with a surprise left in the third round. What followed was a nail-biting back-and-forth war of attrition that Fury eventually pulled out via close, controversial, unanimous decision. Wallen now lives and trains in New York under the tutelage of popular former two-division champ Joey uh, Gamach at the Mendez Boxing uh, Gym in Manhattan. He captured the EBU, the European Union heavyweight title, with a 12-round unanimous decision victory over Adrian Granite in April 2018 and has also held the WBA Continental Heavyweight Championship. Wallen was last seen in February of this year, scoring a unanimous decision over Polish veteran Kamil Sokolowski. 
Training is going really well, said Wallen. I've been getting a lot of work in over the last few months. I saw Booker when he fought Franklin. I know that he's an experienced and skilled boxer. He's not someone I will underestimate, but this is a fight I need to win. I appreciate my promoters to lead the promotions, keeping me active. This is the first time I fight twice in a year since 2019. I'm looking to put on a good performance, and I hope he does. Alrighty, so let's uh, move along to our next story of the day. Ah, taking place over the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, Wales, this 4th of June. Joe Cordini, Joe Cordina, sorry, will challenge Kinchi Agawa for the IBF Super Featherweight World Title at the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff on Saturday, June 4th, live worldwide on the zone, excluding Australia and New Zealand. Welshman Cordina, who's 14-0, eight knockouts, a former British Commonwealth champion at light, lightweight, dropped down in weight to super featherweight after handing his compatriot, Gavin Gwynn, a first loss at the O2 Arena in London in August 2019. The Welsh wizard captured the WBA Continental 130-pound title against Mexico's Mario Tonico at the Casino de Monte Carlo in November 2019 before suffering a hand injury that kept him out of the ring through 2020. Determined to make up for lost time, the now 30-year-old stacked up three wins in an act of 2021, including a stunning first-round knockout victory over Chicago's Joshua Hernandez at the Matchroom Fight Camp in the summer and now sits at number three at super featherweight with the IBF. For his part, Japan's Agawa, who's 26-1-1 with 18 knockout, claimed the vacant red and gold 130-pound world title by overpowering the dangerous Azinga Fuzul in a wide points decision at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden last November, dropping the South African in rounds 5 and 12. The 34-year-old hails from Tokyo and is on the hunt for a unification fight that represents a sizable step up in class for the real 2016 Olympic Cordina, having only tasted defeat once in 29 professional bouts. A stoppage loss at the hands of Yuki Moisaki at the Kokian Hall back in August of 2012. By the way, on the undercard, Manchester's Zelfa Barrett, who's 27-1 with 16 knockouts, who is ranked number two with the IBF, looks to build on his impressive win over Australia's Bruno Tarimo on the Parker versus Chisora undercard when he challenges European super featherweight champ Farouk Kurbanov, who's 19-3 with three knockouts, a former opponent of Kurina. I've dedicated my entire life to boxing and putting myself in this position, said Kurdina. Now it's all come down to this opportunity, my world title shot. It's a lifelong dream of mine to become world champion. I'm stepping stone to securing my family's future and making all the times missed with them worth it. I'll be taking this opportunity with both hands. I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to win and be crowned the new IBF World Super Featherweight Champion. Be ready to see the best Joe Cordina come and fight night, as I put name, at the top of the division. Wow. So that is shaping him to be a pretty heavy-duty fight among uh, like Tetherwitz, who look pretty good. <laughs> All right, uh, to be shown, did I say the zone? Yeah, the zone's showing that one. Uh, so you'll be able to catch it uh, on uh, the zone. All right. Oh, yes. As a follow up to a story I had last week, uh, Paul Butler has, in fact, been named a full WBO World Bantamweight champion. 
Let's go to this story. Paul Butler has been elevated to WBO World Bantamweight Champion after the sanctioning body voted unanimously to strip the title holder. Butler won the interim belt at Pro Bell in Liverpool last month with a masterful display against Jonah Sultan at the MS Bank Arena. Sultan stepped in to replace the, the champion, John Riel Casimero, who had been forced out of the clash, having contravened British Boxing Board of Control rules around weight making and the use of saunas. Butler de defeated Sultan on points over 12 rounds with a career best display and was waiting for the WBO to decide on Casimero and the fate of the full world title. And the 23-year-old woke up this morning to the news that he is officially now the WBO title holder at 118 pounds with Casimero stripped of his belt but set to be installed as the number one contender in the division. Said Butler, I already knew I was a two-time world bantamweight champion, but to have it officially confirmed by the WBO this morning is a great feeling. I produced the best performance of my career in beating Jonas Sultan at Pro Bell in Liverpool and Casimiro will have watched that display and realized he was seriously underestimating me. Had Casimiro not pulled, been pulled out of the fight, the result would have been the same as I was in the shape of my life, the biggest contest in my career, and I could see that on the night. Now, with the WBO belt around my waist, I'm ready to secure some huge fights in one of the best divisions in boxing. I will be watching the outcome of the Daenerys versus Inouye fight with interest. Butler won the IBF Bantamweight title in 2014, but soon relinquished his belt to chase honors at super flyweight. Yet, the decision of the WBO's executive committee overnight, who voted 21-0 to 0 in favor of promoting Liverpool FC fan to full champion, means he is now officially back among the best fighters in the division. If you want to keep up to date with the latest news on Butler, as well as other fighters in ProBellum's roster, sign up to their newsletter, as we have, and follow them on Instagram. Elsewhere, and for the last story of the day, a few words out of uh, Imantus Staniosis, who's reacting to the Conor Ben fight talk, and he's saying, is there Spence next? I have a quick read of this one here, and I'll let you go on with your day. WBA world champion, Imantus Staniosis, says Conor Ben is being protected from facing him and has laughed off claims a fight between them would not sell any tickets. Saniosis dethroned the regular welterweight title holder, Rajdab Putyav, in Dallas last month to create history by becoming Lithuania's first ever professional world champion. The 27-year-old won the WBA crown a few hours after Britain's Ben had stopped Chris Van Hearn uh, in two rounds. And following that contest, his promoter, Eddie Hearn, was asked about pitching his charge in with Staniosis. Hearn praised the 2016 Olympian as a really good fighter, but said the welterweight champion had zero profile and they would sell only about 5,000 tickets for that contest at a venue in London. Stanionis has now responded to those claims by saying, I heard what Eddie Hearn said. They don't want the fight, and that's why he said that nobody knows me. I just laughed when I heard it, but he's just protecting his guy. It's his job. He's promoting a guy for the future, and he knows it'd be a very tough fight with me. But I was just laughing because there's a big, big community of Lithuanians in England, and many people fly over from my home country for that fight too. So we have sell a lot more than 5,000 tickets, he said. 
Connor is a good fighter. He can he can bang and he has power, but he's never fought anyone who be pressure him like I would. And he's been fighting inactive guys. But a fight between us would be a lot of fun. Right on. Sanios' victory over uh, Butyev has made him the mandatory challenger for Errol Spence, by the way, who holds the WBA's super title at 147 pounds. Spence also has the WBC and IBF welterweight belts and could yet agree to fight WBO King Terence Crawford. But Sanios wants this to be his next opponent. Hmm. My contract means I'm next in line to fight Spence, so I will wait for that opportunity, he said. It would be cool if I could fight him for three belts because when you achieve one goal, you have to create new ones, and I want the other belts. I like a challenge. I want to see where I stand, and I want to see how deep I can dig and how far I can go through the fire. I don't know if Spence will fight Crawford next. I'm a sports fan too, and so I'd love to see that fight, but I'm also a young, hungry fighter who wants the biggest fights. I'm contracted to fight Spence next, so maybe he gives up the belt, and I'll fight somebody else. So there you go. Extra news out of Probellum on Imantus Steniosis. All right. And that's, uh, that's it. That's it for the news today. Thank you very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Uh, remember to join me later this afternoon, 4 p.m., with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for Knuckle Up. And uh, an hour prior to that, uh, both he, Mike, and Cedric will be uh, joined uh, by Shushu Carrington, Bruce Shushu Carrington for a live interview. So we have a full schedule lined up today of boxing entertainment and news for you. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on this afternoon. Thank you.